Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast, coming to you from Wildcast Studios with your hosts, Adam Lund and Jeremy Boucher. Welcome back to the final 2020 episode of the Wildcast Podcast, your unofficial voice for all things Moncton Wildcats. As always, I am your host, Adam, and I am joined by your favorite co-hoster and mass singer aficionado, Mr. Jeremy Boucher. Mr. Boucher, how are you? Cold. (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine. Oh, it's friggin' colder than freezing nuts off a brass monkey at this point. <laughs> My God. Welcome yeah. to winter. It showed up. I mean, it's only here for like a day and a half, yeah. but it's uh When you're you outside, out, it's not uh, not very pleasant. No, you're out walking around? Yeah. And the stupid iPads they have. I got these texting gloves. Yeah. How do they work? Well, the, the, it's great. I, I can keep one hand with a glove on. Yeah. But, of course, when you have texting gloves and a screen protector on an iPad, the texting gloves don't work with the screen protector. So you got one hand that's not covered, and you got one hand that's got a mitten on. So this <laughs> hand's freezing. This hand's perfectly warm. Like, at some point, you got to put your hands down your pants and, you know, <laughs> warm up a little bit at one point. Uh, yeah, no, I uh, I definitely don't miss uh, miss working outside with the in, the in the tire industry that I get used to because, yeah, I – have like four sets of gloves you put one glove on the truck keep it warm inside work for 10 minutes go put your other ones but you never actually got warm so i i'm thinking tomorrow maybe or yeah tomorrow might be a work inside day for you at minus 18 minus 20 oh we'll see yeah we'll we'll see see. it might be a little might have to wear some long johns and pajamas and you know i'll I'll be layered up if i if i do happen to uh, to go out for sure all right well this is this is it for 2020 like i said i mean obviously we'll be back in 2020 2021 when Hockey comes back at some point. Yeah, the sooner we can get rid of this stupid friggin' year, I'll be happy. Yeah, uh, 100% I'll be happy. Yeah, like, let's... Uh, hey, uh, you know, I, 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 every time I hear about these vaccines, I just think of that scene from The Simpsons when Homer's got that sign around his neck that says the end is near, and he's ringing the bell walking down the street. Um, that's that's how I feel right now. Uh, you know, it's... Um, it, the year was tough, but it's uh, it's about it's it's going to get better. I think uh, I think we're uh, can only go up from here. Yeah, right? exactly. We you can know, only to, uh, only go up from here. So let's let's stay positive. Get some you know get through this year, and uh, you know we'll uh, we'll turn the corner in twenty twenty one. So before uh, before we get into our final mass singer picks, we we thought that the season finale was going to be last year or last week. It was the holiday episode, which makes a lot of sense as it is the holiday time. Uh, the season finale is this this Wednesday. So, are you ready for Christmas? Yes, I am uh, 100% ready for Christmas. Uh, finished all my shopping. Tree uh, up, house decorated. Trees up, house is decorated. Elf on the shelf makes uh, makes an oh, appearance. Oh, you're Someone's... an elf on the shelf family. Well, I, I'm I'm not. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it's uh, so far so good. Uh, yeah. You know, we don't have the biggest place, but we've found a different spot to uh, to put it every night. Uh, but yeah, presents are bought. Uh, just need to get some stocking stuffers. And uh, so, do you have the evil elf on the shelf, or do you got the uh, ours, nice elf? Ours is pretty good. Yeah, uh, we don't do anything uh, drastic. I mean, not this year. Uh, you know, he's gotten into a few. Uh, oh, sorry, she's gotten into uh, oh, a few. Okay. Uh, right. You know, got into my beer one night and uh, woke up one morning and it was you know had a beer spilled on the island <laughs> and. Uh, Miss uh, Bubblegum. Bubblegum's her name. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so Bubblegum was, was into the booze, and uh, but that's about the only reckless thing because, uh, you know, the Bubblegum gave Avery a little heads up that uh, she likes to get wild on weekends. So <laughs> um, you know, it turned out that uh, got into one of my beers and uh, made a mess. But 
that's it. Uh, yeah, presents are bought, trees up, decorations are, uh, are where they need to be. You know, just waiting for, you know, nine, eight, nine days. Uh, and then, uh, you know, we can get through to the new year. And But yeah, I'm ready to go. Yep, as you saw when you came into the uh, the house, trees up, decorations are up. Uh, we actually had to get everything shipped out to Alberta, so we have to be ready to go by December. I will say, if you're shipping something anywhere, the post office, they got a flat rate ship box. 30 bucks for a large box, and that's the box and shipping. It, Layla bought a an envelope, and it was $24 just to ship the envelope. So it's uh, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, I didn't have Elf on the Shelf when Haley was young. I guess that's part of having a 16-year-old. Uh, there wasn't these Elf on the Shelves and the old social medias to keep them keep them in check. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's funny how much effort we put into this decorating wrapping and it's done in two and a half hours yeah it's like uh the quarter home alone it's a season of perpetual hope yeah uh but you know it's not my favorite season i'm more of a thanksgiving kind of guy uh but you know christmas is yeah i like thanksgiving more um you know i've I've, i just don't like buying presents uh I, i understand it's a season of giving but you know the best gift that you can give is is the personal presence of of his presence, not pres- presence. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's exactly where it's I'm going, all about yeah. presence. Like I, and we must have spent a thousand dollars last weekend. <laughs> um. So I, I just, but you know, that's on kind yourself? of no on yeah on Avery. You know, <laughs> gifts. Uh. But you know when when you, I guess it's part of spoiling. You know, you just yeah. have, you know just have the one, the one for now, and you can you can just uh, spoil it as much as you can until you know, another one pops out, and then you. <laughs> You know, uh, <laughs> let's talk, let's talk hockey. Let's let's get into some sports. Uh, uh, yeah, we can. I guess this is for Matt Singer. Eh? I don't know what that was, but uh, I think uh, no, but I think we got a phone call. Oh, who's this now? I don't know. Let's see. Hi there. What's your name? Oh, it's Adam and Jeremy. Santa. That is my favorite name. <laughs> How old are you? Uh, uh, 35, 38. Ooh, that is a whole year more than last Christmas. <laughs> it's good math, Santa. <laughs> do you yeah. want to tell me what you want for Christmas this year? Mm. Oh, a playoff spot. Playoff spot? Or, hold, hold on, hold on. Okay, okay. Uh, first, no COVID? I want to ask you a very important question. Have you been naughty or nice this year? Depends ask, on the day. Ask my wife. <laughs> I knew it. I am very happy with you. So now, my wife. let me hear your wish list. Come on. Uh, playoff spot. Playoff, no COVID. Mm-hmm. Play, uh, PlayStation vaccine. 5. Vaccine. Vaccine. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. Uh, Atlantic bubble. This is great. Now, do you want me to say hi to Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer for you? Of course. Oh, you do? Yeah, and your sure, wife. I'll say it to him. It was nice to talk to you. I know you're busy. Thank All you. Right, thanks, Santa. You on Christmas Eve. Okay, love See you, Santa. Santa. Love you. Well, we made Christmas. Hey, that, uh, that was an unexpected call, but we kind of hoped that he was coming, uh, coming back. <laughs> Ask my wife. <laughs> We ne- you never know. It, no, depends, it depends on the night. You know, is is uh, yeah. is is nice Jeremy going to show up to the bedroom or is naughty Jeremy <laughs> going to show up to the bedroom? And with that, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at Monkton Wildcast uh, or Instagram Wildcast Podcast. Again, it is it is the MAGA episode. Uh, Mass Singer, like I said, we had the holiday episode. I didn't watch it because it's the holiday episode. I 
can't actually stand Christmas music. Um, so, I mean, I, I have the son as, like, final guesses. I got the son as Demi Lovato. I got the Crocodiles, Nick Carter. The Mushroom. Uh, I have no Layla, idea. Layla thinks it's Billy Porter. Uh, he's a he's okay. a designer. Right. That's what she she she's thought that like three or four times, and and I literally have no clue because it goes from a female voice to a male voice. So mm-hmm. that's that's where I'm going. I'm on board with your with your Nick Carter. Um, you know, I I finally had a chance to uh, you know, be like a frog in grave grade twelve biology class, dissect uh, you know, the uh, episodes, mm-hmm. and I'm on board with your crocodile Nick Carter uh, idea. Same thing. I have absolutely no idea who the sun is. Uh, but uh, is that the sun? I mean the sun? No, the mushroom. Sorry. I have no idea who the mushroom is. For the sun, Leanne Rhymes. Final answer. All right. Yeah. Uh, just uh, just a hunch. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think we have the Nick Carter one. And uh, – since we both don't know who the mushroom is, I think it's uh, we're, it, it's going to come down to the uh, to the sun to see who who takes the mass singer title yeah. this year. Yeah. Uh, so let's yeah, I'm excited for that uh, for the finale for sure. And then we get the finale of that, and then we flip right into the mass dancer, which still hasn't given us a lot of Kevin Federline. Yeah, that's that's the only <laughs> <Kevin>. one. <laughs> that's the only one uh, that we're looking for. All right. Well, now that we've uh, we've gone over Christmas, we've gone over mass singer. Now let's turn our attention to well basically a month of hockey (laughs) (laughs) yeah what uh what limited hockey we had um how would you i mean other than weird because we've had two stoppages just talking about hockey on the ice moncton 13 games six and seven 12 points um i mean five and five in their last 10 just your thoughts on the year so far it was pretty uh you know what i said they would they would be a lot better than some people expected them to be. Uh, and it's, it's, they haven't, you know, they've, they've won some games that they shouldn't have won. They lost some games that they should have lost. They also lost some games that they should have won. Every scenario is, uh, you know, it, it's just been different. Every game has been different. Uh, and I think it's to be expected. I expected this team to kind of be, you know, 500. At the mid at the mid at the mid point of the season, uh, and then start to drop off. And due um, to COVID, we have that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, so far it, it's been what I expected. Uh, I do expect, um, you know, a bit of a drop in the second half. Uh, but uh, you know, so far I've been I've been impressed. Right there's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Lotion got off to uh, a bit of a slow start. Um, but Labelle picked it up. The Labelle no picked coming. it up. And uh, I, I I said, you know, once Lotion gets one, he's gonna get they're gonna come, and that again was was true. So, um, probably the craziest thing was that seven six overtime game against Bathurst. Spence had a hat trick. Uh, there's been a lot of you know memorable f- moments in the first half. Uh, I think that um, Forte shorthanded goal against St. John, uh, the Spence hat trick. Uh, you know, Dawu getting drafted the to the Senators. That was pretty cool. Yeah, there's been a lot of a lot of really uh, cool moments uh, to to really uh, reflect upon. Uh, to me, I just I, I think they've been where I expected them to be. They've only had like we came into the season, we knew what this season was going to be. Um, we asked for 
an effort every night. And we've literally got that. They have one one game where it was a blowout, and that was 9-4, and that was, what, four or five minutes it got away from them. Mm-hmm. So the, but then they came back the next night and got the W. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, we weren't sure what we were going to see from certain rookies. I mean, uh, my rookie of the year was going to be, and it still could be, um, the Shediac Sniper. He's taken a bit to get going, but, I mean, there's been rookies that have impressed, and Connor Olson's one of them. Uh, Francisco Iacenzi's played limited games, but he's he's uh, he's played fairly well in his limited games, and, you know, Dakota Lund-Cornish has been exactly what we needed from him. I think special teams is slowly coming together, but that's always going to be a work in progress when you're going from what last year's team was to this year's team, so... You know, I think if the only, I guess, dark cloud that's been hanging over this team was the 20-year-old situation. And that's that's literally the only the only dark cloud that's been on this on these kids is is that 20-year-old. And that's out of their control. They got to, I mean, he's your captain or he's co-captain. He's your heart and soul. But, you know, Forche has been on such a tear. Um, and you're not taking DLC out. They did one night. Um, so I mean, that's the only, the only dark cloud over this team. Other than that, they've done exactly what we've asked them to do night after night. Yeah, you're, you're right. Uh, I, I think I've kind of, you know, expressed my, I've been vocal about the whole 20 year old situation because I, you know, I, I haven't been a fan of, of Jacob Hudson sitting in the stands for, you know, a good chunk of the games. Cause yeah. I, I, you know, I think everybody in their dog would, would agree that he belongs on the ice every night. But uh, he's been a champ about it, uh, you know. He's uh, what you expect. None, nothing more, nothing less. Doesn't come off as someone who's going to complain, yeah. um, you know. Considering, you know, he was a, I think it was a fourth round pick, and you know, he was when he was drafted, he was you know five eight and like actually five, five six hundred fifty pounds. And some people here in Moncton were saying he would never play in the queue because he was too small. Uh, he was a high pick in the Maritime Hockey League draft. People said, okay, that's where he's going to spend most of his most mm-hmm. of his hockey career. He might be get a few games in Moncton as a call up, but he's proved them all wrong. Uh, you know, and uh I think it's uh that's why he has the C. Uh and I, I just hope it's resolved. I hope uh I hope we can see him back on the ice after uh you know, whenever our our season remo- uh, resumes. I I'm I'm confident that it uh that we'll have that situation uh, looked after. And uh, yeah, I think we'll see uh, you know a full a full Jacob Hudson in the in the second half. So I was just trying to he played he's played two hundred games right or is it two hundred fifty? Two hundred two hundred games. So I was trying to look back to see how many he's played. Um, so you you talk about the second half. There's gonna be some trades. We didn't sugarcoat this thing. Um, there's four five players for sure that will be dealt. Um, you know Spence. For sure, will be dealt. Uh, Dao likely. Um, Sean Stewart, Tristan DeYoung. Do you think Huddy gets moved to give him a chance at a championship? Let's be honest. Not all three defensemen are going to be traded. Uh, I don't think you can afford to no. trade all three no, defensemen. No, no, no. Uh, those are just the names yeah, that when yeah, you look yeah. at the roster, those are likely the yeah. names you move. But you know, as we're talking about a guy that's given everything that. 
yeah, you're not going to play a lot of games in the first half, and here's how we're going to, I guess, reward you for for being a soldier and, and taking it so well. You're going to Valdor, St. John, uh, not St. John, uh, Charlottetown, Victoriaville, whoever, Blainville. Like, you're going to go have a chance at a, at a title. Could it happen? Could Jacob Hudson be traded? Yeah. I think so. Uh, I think, you know, nothing against St. John. No, St. John has the roster to win. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, I, Jacob Hudson would be an upgrade on Liam Leonard, right? Um, you know, I think Liam, I don't know if Liam Leonard is playing a center position or a right wing position, but what's Jacob Hudson? A center or a right winger, yeah. right? So Jacob Hudson would be an upgrade on, on Liam Leonard. Um, so, I mean, that to me, I think that's a fit. Uh, that's a guy that comes in a young locker room and right. teaches them how Cause, to win. Because that's something that uh, – that's what I don't like about St. John. I think they've got yep. um, too many personalities in the locker room. And Jacob Hudson is, is the type of player who could, you know, fix that. Uh, you know, maybe he goes – look, I'm just throwing out some, some ideas here. Maybe he goes – if he's traded, maybe he goes to Cape Breton and plays at home for the last half of, of his junior career. Right. Um, I haven't looked to see who, you know, Cape Ryan's 20 year olds are. So, <laughs> you know, but I'm just spitballing, you know, spitballing ideas. For, yeah. That's, he's that's the other, that's the other side of the, we're going to give you a chance to compete for a championship or we're going to send, you know, we're going to give you a chance to go play in front of your friends and family for the last half of the year. And, and um, you look at, you look at Cape Breton, like Sean elements, a 20 year old. Yeah. Right. He would be a great pickup for, for a contending team. Then you trade Sean Element, opens up a twenty-year-old spot. You bring in Jacob Hudson. Yeah, you know, like there's so many scenarios out there. But yeah, I do think he gets traded. Um, I don't think he gets traded to a Quebec team. Uh, I think they'll try to keep him close to home. Uh, but yeah, I, I think, like I said, I think he's an upgrade on Liam Leonard, Liam Leonard and St. John. And I think it'd be a great fit in Cape Breton if if they do move uh, Sean Element. I like that. So you don't think the top three? You think uh, De Young is a defenseman that stays? Uh, I mean, we don't want to. We don't like to speculate, but right. if we're being honest, and that's what this podcast tries to be. That's that's conversations everyone's having, right? If if you if you ask my opinion, I think if there's a defenseman that will stay, it'll be Tristan De Young. Yeah, uh, I think Jordan Spence is. I think we've seen the last of him. In a, in a Wildcats jersey, if he's not traded, I think it will be a huge mistake. Uh, and I think Sean Stewart would be a good pickup for a team looking for a depth defenseman. Uh, he's a that, perfect four-five. Oh, he's four-five, five, you know, five-six. Yeah. He's he's just that can step into three-four if he needs yeah, to. Exactly. So he's he's got that. Um, you know, he's that's the type of player he is. He's playing a huge role here in Moncton. Uh, I think he's playing on the top top pairing if he's not if i'm not mistaken i think he plays with spence yeah but he's and that but that's not his his style of play right he's he's more of a defensive defenseman that's just playing on a, on a top pairing because of a, of his experience uh so i think that's going to be huge for you know I, I think he's someone that could be that could go to a team that's looking for a, a depth defenseman uh, oh his role last year is exactly what his role is a that, four five five six spot on tough guy that mm-hmm. that plays you know tough minutes so yeah so if i think there's of, of those three spence uh DeYoung and stewart i think DeYoung's the one that will still be um you know a wildcat but anything could anything could happen 
he's probably uh, an upgrade on certain 20-year-old defensemen in the league. Mm-hmm. You just never know. Uh, that's why the trade period is one of the best times of the year, uh, with the draft <laughs> being the best. It's a lot fun. It was a lot more fun last year. <laughs> but it's it's fun to look ahead, especially for you who likes to uh, look ahead to the draft. Getting all these picks is is uh, kind of exciting to see what's what's coming. Um, I mean, well, I'll I'll ask Richie about about Jake and uh, and Hopkins if they're you know in the plans for the second half of the year. He might not he might not know or or want to divulge. We'll see what we can uh, we can get out of him. But I mean. I also think DLC is probably on the move if we can get that Euro goaltender here. Um, I, I I just early on I thought you'd run with Dakota Line Cornish and and Usnik because you want to get wins and get out of that uh, lottery pick for for Halifax. But the more I think of it, I mean, if you can move DLC to a Charlottetown, can he go back to Charlottetown? Uh, I think I he's been long away. No, they, it would make sense. Why? Why would they acquire Lund Corners when they've got? They've already got Ellis. As they've, a got Ellis yeah, yeah. they've got Ellis. They've got DeRusso, and they've got uh, Casey. Yeah, never mind. Uh, I don't know if there's a. a I don't market. know if there's a market. Yeah. Um, if um, you know, he's uh, obviously because uh, two games we really don't know what Sheehan is to mm-hmm. move on from one of the goalies, right? Uh, that's correct. I mean, he got he got he got himself a nice pair of bads. So, uh, you know, kind of tells you that he's he's in new for lid. The, yeah, he's he's in for the long run. And uh, I don't know what's going to happen with Long Cornish. Um, you know, it's I I I was the same as you at the start of the season. I thought, all right, well, Long Cornish and Usnick would be you know a good one too to win some games, and we've got those wins from Long Cornish. Right, yeah. uh, they're like I said earlier, they're right where they I thought they would be at 500. I didn't expect them to be higher than this, right? It's uh, so we've gotten those wins from Len Cornish, and you know I'm expecting I'm expecting the team to fall off a little bit in the second half. So, I mean, if that's um, if that's because of a goalie tandem of Usnick and Sheehan, then so be it. Mm-hmm. If it's Len Cornish and 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 Usnick, so be it. If Usnick just never wears a Wildcats yeah. jersey, which could very well happen, yeah, um, then I'm I'm happy with with Lung Cornish and Sheehan. So, whatever happens, um, you know, I, I really don't think there's a market for Lung Cornish uh, because of of uh, because of his age. So that kind of leaves him in a situation where, okay, you're gonna finish your season, your career at the Wildcats, or have fun in Junior A. I guess I don't know which. Maslow gave him hair. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if 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 Usnick just never shows up, um, I guess there's a scenario where we could send Sheehan to Edmonston. I think is where he's drafted. Sure, why not? Yeah. Um, and then you have I, I don't know. I really don't know. I can't answer that question right now. Um, if if. Usnick's kind of the wild card. We just need him to be here. Maybe yep. he is here. That'd be neat. Who knows? Send us a message if you're here. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's... Not only do we not know what the roster is going to look like, we don't even know if the games are going to get played, how many games are going to get played. Um, this team could be a playoff spot by default that every team's a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But I, I don't, uh, I don't know if they'll be 500 after, after the Christmas break. I think they'll be 250. <laughs> we batting 250. Uh, one out of four. Like I, I don't think they'll be Bathurst bad, but I think if they're winning one out of four, maybe stealing two out of four, I, I, and it really depends on. I mean, if Charlottetown loads up the way they're supposed to, I don't see them losing to Charlottetown for the rest of the year. Um, I kind of see one out of four. Like, one every four. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. I would be happy. Yeah, one out of four kind of seems like it's um, maybe two out of eight. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Three out of 12, you know. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. <laughs> In that area. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but really, if they could somehow manage to, you know, win a couple surprise games, yeah, uh, pull off a win against Charlottetown, win a couple against St. John, you know, it, it won't be so bad. Um, it's again, it just comes down to the work ethic. If they if they work hard every night, I don't care if they lose ten to one, I don't yeah. care if they lose two to one. And even if they do lose that, just come back the next night and yeah. If 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 they lose ten to one, and I can. If they're if if Charlottetown loads up and they're getting outmatched, you know, and and they lose ten to one, yeah, it's gonna suck. But in in twenty sixteen twenty seventeen, this team just gave didn't give two shits, right? Mm-hmm. They just they saw that there was a game on the schedule, showed up to the rink when they had to and played, and they got you know the living tar beat out of them. Yeah. This I, I think this series is a complete, completely different. I think the whole wildcat way will, will show people that it, you know, things are things are different. They'll probably lose, you know, six one, seven one, eight one. Um, if they, if they compete, I'm not gonna complain. No, I think those eight one games are gonna be fewer and far between, though. I don't mm-hmm. think we're gonna get, you know, three games in a row where they score two goals in three games and give up. 17. Yeah, if it's Long Cornish, if Long Cornish is still here and it's it's I don't see it being a tire fire. No. Uh, right, 20 it, it will not be like 2016-2017 when half of the roster are players I don't even know. Right. Uh it's not going to be like that. Like you brought in 2016 and 2017 you brought in a player I think his name was Alex it was Renault. Alex Renault, I think. I had no idea who this guy was, <laughs> uh, and I just don't see that happening. It's it's you can't have another team or you know losing twenty three games in a row. That was the hardest thing uh, to sit through. If there was a pod, a Wildcast podcast in twenty sixteen twenty seventeen, I would have said shut the freaking thing down. <laughs> we'll see you next we'll, year. We'll see you next year. It's not going to be like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, if if we can be in the stands to watch this team play, uh, you know, there's gonna be some fans that are surprised because it's a hardworking group, and that's that's all. I think that's all we can ask for. So, other than our rookie of the year picks, um, you know, before we get out of here, give me a name you're excited to see in the second half on the Wildcats. Yep. Because I'm gonna is go. He, with- is is he currently on the roster? He's currently on the roster. He, he could be a player you think's going to show up on the roster. It could be a player that you think will be traded here. Um, I'll go first. Uh, for me, it's a it's Iacenza. Um okay. He's I think I've only seen. I think he's only played three games, but I've seen him play in those 
Played one at forward, couple of defense. Um, as a 16-year-old, he's not taking crap from anyone. Um, he gets beat like a 16-year-old should, you know, in some situations, but he doesn't back down from anyone. Um, so actually, if I'm being honest, it's him and Olsen. Uh, mm-hmm. Seeing those two develop into into better defensemen, top end defensemen on this team for next year. Uh, those those are the two two players that I would say I'm I'm excited to see in the second half. All right, you ready for this? Yep. The player I am most looking forward to seeing in the second half on the Moncton Wildcats, Braden Schmidt. All right, now everyone's. <laughs> You gonna give any info where he's coming from, or people can just figure this that out? This is gonna be an acquisition, sixteen-year-old defenseman from the Blainville Boisbriand Armada. All right. Uh, this is a player who they the Armada selected in the second round, thirty-fourth overall, last uh, last draft, and uh, I think he is uh, going to be a piece of the puzzle um, that will send Jordan Spence to the uh, to Blainville. I think he's. Uh, Another 04 16 year old defenseman that they'll have joined the uh, join the decor, and uh, same same size as Spence, about 5'10", 175. and the scouting report is that he's a better skater than Mister Spence. So yeah. um, that's just a you know way out left field. That's where I see Spence going, if not Max Barbashev. To the boys in Moncton, I mean it's not a mega episode if you're not talking about the reason we do this podcast, I and mean, if we got the man behind the scenes rebuilding this team. Uh, we're glad once again to be joined by the director of hockey, hockey operations, Richie Tebow. Richie, how are you? Good, Adam, and yourself? Oh, just getting ready for the Christmas season. <laughs> yeah. Aren't we all? Well, we're trying. It's one of those things that takes forever to get here, and then it's gone just uh, just like that, eh? Yeah, that's for sure. So I guess my first question, um, I mean, last year, team's in contention. Everything's going well. Trades are a little bit easier to make, I guess, from an outsider perspective when you're when you're going for a championship. Just talk about the difference a year makes from from that trade period uh, to now in a rebuild and during uh, a pandemic. Yeah, I mean, I guess a lot of things have gone on since uh, this time last year, both in hockey and in the world. You know, uh, life as a, in general has really changed in the last twelve months. We were sitting here last year. We were looking at ways to uh, how do we get over the top, and we had a team that we felt could go a long way, and we identified a few extra pieces that we thought we needed, and we went out and uh, and got them, and and we're set up for a, a long playoff run. We had hoped uh, it didn't turn out that way, but uh, you know you kind of move forward, and then you get ready for the future again. Just uh, I know we're talking. I know it's uh, your, your phone's maybe busy these times so you know if you ever have to drop off because there's an important call uh, coming in just uh just let us know we won't we won't hold it against you <laughs> it, it could happen yeah that's uh, I, I thought about maybe giving you the heads up about that one so <laughs> or you know what it's just it's just you me and jeremy just put yeah. it on a three-way we three-way can see call, how these things are, are made yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah like yeah. like like you said you know given the situation that we're that we're in of course uh do you see you know what players of value uh, being less this year than what it could be in a, in a normal year? No, I, I don't see the value being affected. You know, there's definitely some variables out there towards the second half of the season in the playoffs. Um, so those have to be taken into consideration. But, you know, a player is a player, and 
and the value that they have and the value that they bring to your team and to other teams, um, for the most part, I believe is consistent. Um, but, you know, there are some other realities that we have to work with and make sure we uh, take into consideration as uh, we go through this period. So, which I, I'm guessing is there'll be a few more conditions on these picks going further with how many games are played or, or whatnot, possibly? Well, I don't want to get into the details of what the conditions might be because, you know, depending if you're a buyer or seller, right. you know, some will want conditions, some will not want none. So be somewhere uh, in between that you settle. But uh, we have to assume we're going to have a season in the playoffs uh, for the most part and present a President's Cup. So and then mm-hmm. kind of go from there. Right. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think it's obviously just you that makes the deals. I mean, you've got your scouts that you talk to, coaches, uh, Brett, who you work hand in hand with is it when you're rebuilding a franchise are you more invested in grabbing future picks or younger players that could come in in the second half of the season or is it trying to find that delicate balance between trying to be competitive in in the second half and look into the future well our job as a group of hockey operations is to make sure we make our team better every day you know we're looking to get better in the short term medium term long term um, and we, we look at every opportunity to improve in that way, whether it's a trade that we want to add, uh, a player for the short term or long term. Uh, we'll take the pros and cons of that and make the right decision for our organization. But um, I can tell you we've had discussions around both those scenarios. Is how can we get better in the short term without sacrificing in the future? Um, but how we want to make sure we have a sustainable uh, program and, and sustainable uh players for life here for the next few years so we kind of combined all that and as a group we weighed the pros and cons but like you said it's the coaches the scouting staff uh, myself and Brett and uh, at the end of the day you know we we make decisions based on uh, doing the best thing for the Moncton Wildcats uh, program as a whole. So we, we have some some roster players uh, here in Moncton that you know could be um, you know or, or would be a good uh a good asset for for a contending team, but given the uncertainty around, you know, the AHL season, for example, uh, could a player like do you see a player like Bogru, um, if let's say Anaheim promises that uh, you know he stays in junior for the rest of the season, I mean, he's is he a player that you could maybe trade his rights to uh, to a contending team because you got to think that you know he's an upgrade on ninety nine point nine percent of of twenty year olds in the you know in the league, right? Yeah, for sure. You know, those are guys that we've kept in contact with through the first half of the season because if there's ever an opportunity for them to come back to the league, uh, there's definitely teams out there that are interested, and we want to try and maximize that that return if we can. Um, so yeah, we're definitely watching that closely and um, and see what we need to do or what we can do when that opportunity presents itself. We'll be ready for that for sure. Makes uh, can't make that. Diff, that job easier when you're trying to figure out who's coming back, who could be back. You're you're kind of waiting on um, on other teams, and I don't want to ask you about. Uh, I want to ask you about a couple of players, but not the Europeans, because I'm sure you're you're tired of getting the the European question. Um, a lot of draft hype, Rossi and Hopkins. Um, any update on them, or do they factor into any of the moves that you make at the deadline that, at all? Or no, they don't factor in any of the trades that were doing at this at this time those are guys that we drafted for the long term we drafted yeah. last year 16 year olds uh they're still part of our future uh those are things that will assess you know from christmas on and to the beginning of next season 
and then uh, in some of those cases, we have to make decisions by the draft. Mm-hmm. So uh, those are not uh, decisions we'll make at this trading period unless somebody really came to the table with serious uh, offers, if you will. But that's not things that we're pursuing, per se. Right. We found out this morning from our uh, our good friend, uh, Craig Eagles, uh, that um, Wildcats prospect uh, Thomas Darcy has uh, made the move to New, uh, to New Brunswick here to play for uh, ross Netherwood. Uh, was that more of a, of a Wildcats organizational decision, um, knowing that he would get more ice time, you know, playing under uh, Jeff Lewis, uh, or was it a decision made by Thomas and his family, or maybe a little bit of both? No, that was 100% by Thomas and his family. You know, we were perfectly fine with Thomas, you know, playing in Quebec this year, but as things turned out, they weren't quite playing enough for, for what Thomas wanted. So he, on his own, explored that opportunity of where he could play. I think he... What he told us is that he was looking down the States, looking in New Brunswick and the Maritimes because of the ability to play here. And uh, they eventually settled on uh, on Rodsay. Now, it's advantageous to us because he, he's nearby and, and we mm-hmm. can watch him play and we can affiliate him. And uh, if required, get him into games. So um, it's definitely a benefit to us, but that was 100% a, a family decision and, and discussion. Is that kind of the same with uh, with Frankie? Um We've we've only seen him play a few times, but I love his game. I think he played one game at forward, and he doesn't take crap from anyone on the ice. Was that uh, kind of the same situation? You were able to bring him in and, and get him some ice time uh, with the team? Yeah, Frankie it was a little bit different because he's a kid that coming out of training camp, we thought could have played on our team, 100% played. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we thought it was best for him to go back to midget to develop, you know, play the power play, play the PK, play in all situations, get a ton of ice time till Christmas. And we thought as both as his family and as an organization, that would have been the best for him. But as things turned out, when he returned to Quebec, uh, the program was, you know, basically idle or not playing games. So the plan that we had for him had to be adjusted. So between his family and I, and, you know, we discussed it, and then we thought it'd be best for him to come back to Moncton since we were practicing every day and, and playing, uh-huh. that he would have a better opportunity to develop here into game situations. So Frankie was more than willing. So, you know, he, there he goes. He on his way back to New Brunswick, quarantines again for a second time <laughs> in, in, a, in a couple months, and is fully willing to do that just for the opportunity to, uh, to practice and play for the Wildcats once that's done. So... Uh, you know, a very mature move on his part and big sacrifices to make uh, just to wanting to get into the Wildcat uniform full-time. So we're very happy with his progression. You know, we want to get him into games, and we tried to put him at forward for a game or so just to, to get him into game because we wanted to get him feel because yep. he hadn't played for a long time. But uh, he's definitely a defenseman, and that's where he'll play moving forward in the long term with the Wildcats. Kind of a Wildcat way type of player early on showing that he's willing to sacrifice and quarantine for another 14 days. And I, you know, I've said to, to Leyland, I've said to Jeremy, I, I like his game, um, him, Olsen, Pavin on the back end, they're young, but they've, they've shown that they're not scared to get in, in the dirty areas and, and make things happen. And it just promotes the future with, with, uh, you know, guys like De Young and Spence that can, that can bring them along. Um, one last one for me. Uh, we had, Peter Labardi saw him last week and talking about, you know, the other leagues. And I know you don't have a lot of say, like you're not sure what's happening over there, but I just wonder if GMs from the WHL and the OHL have reached out to you on, on hand, how to handle the um, hockey operations side and during a pandemic, since the Q's had some practice uh, 
practice doing it? Um, well, early on after training camp started, uh, we did have conversations with a few GMs in the OHL, you know, as we were working through players and, and different things like that, people looking for opportunities that would ask us, you know, what things we were doing and wishing us the best because they knew that if we were successful at doing it, that it, uh, it opened up the door for them to be successful too. Right. So yeah, they did ask questions and please keep us informed how you're making out and, and wished us the best. That's for sure. Uh, I guess just one last one for me uh, here, Richie. Uh, when do you expect the players to return to Moncton, uh, knowing the majority will have to quarantine for uh, for two weeks after Christmas? January 3rd. January 3rd. Straightforward answer. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Not beating around the bush with that one. <laughs> no. That's the tickets are booked. Good. That's when they'll be back in Moncton. Perfect. Sweet. And then they get a quarantine for another two weeks, right? That's correct. If you ever need us to deliver any food or anything to them, you just let us know. You know, we'll, we'll be there and we'll uh, we'll help you out along yeah, the way. We're, we're able to help any way we can. <laughs> thanks, guys. All right. Yeah, Take care, thanks, Richie. Uh, we'll Merry Christmas. You, we'll let you get out of here and make some deals and uh, get this team moving forward. Okay. Thanks, guys. Right, thanks, Richie. Have a Merry Christmas. See ya. Bye. Well, it's, it's a mega episode. Uh, we had him on in the preseason. One of us. Didn't exactly uh, see this start from the Titan coming, but one of us did. And as much as I'd love to intro this next guest, Jeremy, you've uh, you've made it known that you're much better at uh, this. I'll let you intro our next guest. Uh, that, that is correct, Adam. Uh, joining us from the North Shore, uh, <laughs> the host of Sula de Junior in Bathurst, not to be confused with the son of Hall of Fame goaltender Patrick Roy, Jonathan Roy. Jonathan, thank you for joining us. It is a perfect vacation. <laughs> thank you very much, guys, for having me. That, that's a nice intro. <laughs> yeah, he's been practicing that off off the record for for quite a while. Uh, I'm sure you don't get that uh, that comparison all that often, eh? Sorry, what did you say? Sorry, I didn't hear I said I'm sure you don't get that comparison that often from the uh, the well, famous singer. Ever since he got in a deep brawl, uh, I've heard that like weekly. <laughs> <laughs> he has since moved on to a music career. Uh, if you have yeah. a ch- if you have a chance, uh, his uh, ironically he does he does have an album called La Route. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? what really? <laughs> he does, yeah. Album released in two thousand eleven oh, uh, called La Route. I didn't know that. Yeah, a bunch of French songs. <laughs> I don't know how to sing any of them. Uh, yeah, wow. Jonathan Wah. You can find him on Apple Music, Spotify, wherever you find your music. Hashtag not a sponsor. Yeah, and uh, one of my favorite <laughs> songs is Daniela Denmark. <laughs> I have a chance Actually, to listen. Actually, I, I knew he was a singer, but I didn't know he had a, an album named Solavu. Oh, well, as much as uh, we can, Jeremy will probably find a song here for you a little bit later. Maybe we'll mix that into the intro after the show. Ah uh, man, you guys are having quite the season up there. Nine, four, one, and one. Um, I don't, I, I don't think I predicted them to be this good. Uh, Jeremy predicted them to be quite a bit lower, I believe. Yeah, they're supposed to be last in the division right now. So yeah. uh, I don't know what's going on. You guys are uh, <laughs> something in the water up there. So what's going on up there? Well, I mean, obviously, I mean, you guys kind of had a taste of the medicines that Chad Alfano <laughs> was giving earlier this season. So that's one main uh, point that all of a sudden we were like a team with without any goalies for a team with a team that had like a twice 
this year, like team of the week goalie, plus uh, a couple of nights um, player of the night in the CHL. Well, I know, I know they double you and they're always not playing, but anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, there was the Chad Arsenault like uh, magic happening, but uh, right before the the storm of COVID is was ended, uh, the nice streak the Maritime had, uh, we kind of had a little slump, but. I'm not as negative as a lot of fan is because in four of the last six games that we kind of had like a bad uh, bad outing, Mathieu Degagne was uh, suspended for two games, so take out the top scorer in any team that will affect them more than likely. Plus, um, well, Adam McCormick, uh, grandmother, passed away, so he was gone for a full weekend of two games, too. So take out take out with the best defense in any team, it will be uh, a difference maker. So I'm not sure that out of the four games that these two guys missed, we would have got like a, a win or two more. But I mean, that's the way the game is being played. But as for now, I mean, the offense was going crazy. The defense, even if we're super, super, super young at defense, uh, they were doing pretty well with a really average goalie that was goaling on the top of his head. So, I mean, knock, knock on wood, let's hope that it will continue in February. Yeah. And it, are fans really, like, down on this team after, I mean, their last nine, they're 5-4-1, and one, but is it really, like, are fans kind of like, here we go again, like it was, just a, it was just a start, now they're settling in back to that, or are most of the fans like, oh. let's let's get past this? When you get like two seasons with like not even 20 wins total, I mean, there's a lot of negativity going around the town. Plus mm-hmm. this year, I mean, yeah, we got a super hot start, but everybody was like saying, oh, it won't last. Even though it was like win after win after win, they were still saying that oh, it won't last. And all of a sudden, when he actually, we got like a losing streak, everybody was like, there you go, <laughs> sorry again. So, I mean, it, it kind of sucked that people are thinking that way because for once, we were actually winning games, but they were still thinking uh, the bad way. But I'm sure that many people were pissed off about the Euro situation that we didn't got, like, Dan Bennar here yet. Um, people are saying that, oh, the league is screwing around the team like they always did, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, it's a problem in the whole league, not only with the Titans, but it kind of sucked that for us, he was our number one goaltender compared to some other teams that did. The Euro is like a, a second or third liner or a, a fourth, five defenseman. So, but I think that people after Christmas, once hopefully that now will be here and Grant will be here, um, people will realize that we actually have a good team. And next year will be pretty dangerous if, if everything is going the way it's supposed to go. Um, so, yeah, I hope that people still come to the ring after uh, Christmas break and cheer the team because they've made some pretty, pretty impressive uh, comeback this year and have a lot, had a lot of great games. You've been, uh, you've been pretty active on the old uh, Twitter lately, putting up some, uh, some polls here. Uh, so I want your, uh, I want your opinion on some of the polls that you've done yourself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so first one, this, I'm going to try to do my best to translate in English here. 
Uh, Hit the translate button. No, no. <laughs> I, know my, I know my Francais here. I don't. Uh, okay, so in your opinion, Shikurumi will do what during the trade period? All in. I think they should sell. They think you, do you think they sell? I think they should. They won't do it, but they should do it. Okay. Is that because you think because it, they won't have anything left in the tank for like the next three years if they don't? That's like, pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, and they could make a fast rebuild by trading Mercer, Lapierre, and yeah. like, like that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if they think they have a chance to win it all, which they didn't do last year, same thing with your Wildcats, um, they more than likely will see, well, guys, yeah, we're going to struggle for the next two or three years, but at least we'll maybe win something. But if the GM thinks that they don't really have a chance, they have all the pieces to make like a super quick rebuild, like right now. That's the only poll I didn't vote on. <laughs> really? Yeah. Is it because you didn't understand it? No, no, because I can hit the translate button. But you, you understand what status quo? <laughs> no, no, I, I can get some of it. <laughs> no, I just, I think I missed that one. I, I caught every other one, but I think I missed that one. Uh, next one. I'm gonna skip a couple, but uh, the Armada, according to you, what's their greatest need? A goalie. A goalie, okay. I went top three defenseman. So you're going with the 25.4% of the crowd? Uh, I guess so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm on the 38.8. I, th- I I told you what I think they needed. In French, I even replied to you in French. Jordan Spence. I just didn't have the uh, I didn't have the uh, accent aigu on my uh, the word réponse. But I still understood, so that's fine. <laughs> the... La re, la la réponse, uh, la réponse, la réponse, uh, and I guess I'll do one more. Uh, where am I gonna go here? Who is Cape Breton's best asset to trade? Well, it's definitely Sean Lemon. Yeah. <laughs> Nathan LaRose is pretty. I think he's the one that uh, Zach Alshorn took out of his jock strap for his first uh, <laughs> career cue goal. <laughs> And we all know where Zach Alshorn is right now, so <laughs> that tells you how good Nathan LaRose is. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I, as much as Sean Elliman is their, is their main, like, guy that they will have, like, maybe not a jackpot, but a lot for, uh, LaRose and Baker are both defensemen that could be added to a, a contending team as, like, really good experienced defensemen. But the sad part is they're 20-year-olds. I mean, you want to really have, like, a – a six seven defenseman with a twenty year old, I don't think so. But. Yeah, probably not. I mean, I guess it depends how much, how much buying you're doing. Grabbing a twenty year old as your yeah. five six defenseman, that's all the the room you got for. Um, I mean, you talked about Bednar. He's he's playing for the World Juniors there, um, so he's he should be back uh, in a tight uniform in the second half of the year. Is that what you're hearing up there? <laughs> I would love to hear that, but I don't. I don't hear anything. <laughs> what? I thought you were no, like it's crazy, you're man. supposed to be Mister Connected, huh? He's in Canada. I mean, there's no way that he shouldn't come, but I still can't get any person saying that. Yeah, he will show up after the championship, the, the, the World Juniors. Mm-hmm. I mean, in my opinion, that's a that's a total like dumbass situation. If the guy is already in Canada, I mean, there's no reason why they shouldn't just go to their teams. Yeah, that's. You know what? Why don't you have your GM call us and we'll get him on. We'll find out for you. 
We're pretty good at getting. What, is uh, something about you, your uh, two euros? You <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, of course there is. They've they've been in Moncton for like three weeks now. They yeah. already finished quarantine. Yeah. Did you know that? No. Yeah. Yeah, they finished quarantine like last week. They've been on the ice for like five days now. Are you serious? Yeah. Why would I lie? Oh, you're shut up, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's our that's our Christmas list. We asked that uh, we asked that for Santa a little bit earlier. Actually, we forgot to ask that for Santa a little bit earlier. Oh, that's okay. We'll call him up again. Yeah, we'll call him up again. Um, <laughs> so if if Bednar shows up and he's you know he has a good World Juniors and he he's what he's supposed to be for for the the tight, are you guys buying or is it all depending on if you get Bednar? Like what what is your trade deadline looking like? At nine, four, and one, and twenty points. Well, I think if like we're saying the way it is right now, without Bernard, uh, Bernard and without Brand, I think Kusuri will probably make a couple of tweaks, like a few small trades, nothing major. But I mean, if Brand is coming back and Bernard is coming back, I don't see why he wouldn't like add a few pieces and maybe try. But Crowded Town is so freaking strong that. In my opinion, they should just add a couple of guys that would be back next year and next year make a big push because next year it's pretty much wide open depending on what San John is doing. Other than that, you have Schoenigan and maybe Quebec, but after that, there's nobody that is mm-hmm. at their at the top pretty much. Add enough to win maybe a round or two, and but more so oh, focus sure, on next year? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That's the Roger Shannon special. <laughs> you know, you just Roger Shannon special here at Moncton is just uh, you know acquire a couple of players to win a couple of rounds and then uh, you know bounce out. Right? That's uh, that's that's why he's up in Bathurst uh, now. Earlier this season said that if we don't do two rounds this year, it will be a disappointing season. So that's that's from his mouth. So hmm. I mean, well, that's interesting. But the thing is, he said that. But he thought that Benog and Brands would already be here, like since like September. So <laughs> I, think I think I think everyone did. Yeah, ever since uh, Quebec yeah. got that lawyer in Toronto to uh, do their dirty work, oh, uh, he you. thought uh, every team would have their heroes by their heroes by now. But I don't know what's going on. People don't want to pay lawyer fees. I wouldn't. It's there. a big mystery, honestly. So the uh, the bubble. Um, I mean, Blainville went undefeated in the bubble. Uh, Seemed like a quite a success. Do you see more bubbles if we if we're in this uh, in this situation come middle of January when all the players are back and uh, like what did you hear coming out of that bubble since you you're a little bit more connected in Quebec? Well, basically the plan right now in Quebec. I mean, unless in the next month that everything is just gone, COVID doesn't exist, which won't happen. Obviously, um, they will have like four or five bowls until the uh, the playoffs. Um, and then I honestly don't know if they will try to reach an X amount of game or they will just have as much game as possible and then take the win, win percentage to make the standing. But that's what they will do. I mean, I don't even think we'll see any more games in like Valdor and Juan Arantio and Decamo and Ruski because I think that Renamarga just went uh, in the orange zone now. Um, so I think we'll just see bubbles from now on in Quebec. But as for the Maritimes, I still have hopes that we'll be able to go at the rink and watch our team play. 
See, I'm yeah. not too, I'm not too confident in that. Uh, I said last week I think it was. I don't think we'll be back in the rinks until September of of, of next year. I I just don't really? have a, a yeah. I don't I don't have a a great feeling about it. Uh, I think we'll be. Uh, I think the maritime division will be will be bubbles for the rest of the season. I don't. Uh, I don't unless things change drastically. I mean, it's. Uh, I just think we'll be uh, watching the webcast for the rest of the season. That's how I feel. Where, where do you think the change needs to happen in Nova Scotia? Because here in New Brunswick, everything is under control. It's the same thing in Charlotte Town. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I just think um, it, it all comes down to the bubble, right? Like uh, the bubble needs to come back. Uh, and if the bubble, com- bubble comes back, then maybe, you know, we can get back into the rinks. But, uh, you know, for, for as far as I know right now, it's not going to be till middle of January, which, I mean, could be when the games start for all we know, but, mm-hmm. uh, I just, uh, I, I don't know if we'll be back in the ranks. Uh, that I, I, I don't know. just a gut feeling. I hope I'm wrong, but, uh, oh, no, I, mean, I, I would not be shocked at all if that happened, obviously, but, um, we still have a month to go to <laughs> blow, blow out the bubble again. And, um, because I don't think the season, well, I mean, season will restart before like, Early February, mm-hmm. so so we got breaking news out of the uh, W WHL. They're pushing back the date. They're pushing back the start date. Yeah, till. Uh, oh really? Yeah, yeah they pushed it back from January eighth. The oh. WHL is not in position to start its regular season as planned on January the eighth. Uh, so oh. yeah, so welcome to the only teams in the Memorial Cup. Are the Q, Q teams. teams. Four <laughs> teams from the Q compete for the Memorial Cup. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> in a neutral site of Oshawa, Ontario. <laughs> in, a, in a bubble with no fan. Yeah. The uh, the E Cup, we've got uh, Bathurst and St. John battling it out in a three-game series for the final, so it's uh, it's not completely wrong. Uh, you still feel good about uh, your early picks that we had, John, for the preseason for the the Q, uh, Q champion and MVP. Uh, well, do you remember? It's, it's kind of <laughs> well for for any players. It's kind of hard to say now because I mean, there's like half the game played in for each guy. So. Yeah. But as for uh, the the winner of the Q, I mean, definitely Charlottetown is like crazy good, man. <laughs> do you think? Uh, do you actually think they're gonna? Do you think they're more gonna go for next year instead of this year? Drop down? Yeah. Or do you think they'll actually oh, go I all don't... in this year? I'm pretty sure they'll go this year. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I I'm not a big fan of Jacob Gooby, uh. So I don't know if they get you know with Colton Nellis graduating, I don't see where they're gonna go next year. I mean, for them to you know acquire a number one goaltender two years in a row and just you know leave. Gooby on the bench. I mean, that's just not the way to treat a treat a goaltender, and I'm not a big fan of him. So I think it's I think this year is is their year to do it. Uh, I I'm mean, just... next year they'll they'll lose uh, Ellis, they'll lose Derrusso, they'll lose Casey. Right. I mean, that's three big pieces of the team that is going like super well right now. So and they'll have Lucas Cormier and to dangle. Like I feel it's... like they're right in Moncton's position, like we were last year. They'll yeah. add a they'll add a veteran goaltender in the back end, like we did. Upgrade Lavalle, and then they'll move Cormier at the at the draft like we did Pelche after yeah. hopefully winning a championship. Like I can't I can't not see them just 
staying status quo and grabbing a couple players and hoping to have a good playoffs. I think they're I think oh. they're mirroring mirroring Moncton last year and they'll move they'll move Cormier at the at the uh, at the draft. Yeah. No, they they have to do something this year. I mean, they're doing so well and if I take out like De Russo and uh, Casey, I mean, where the attack will come from? I mean, Bajol, okay, but after that, I mean, you have to put some points on the board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's if they don't make any moves this year, it'll be. I mean, you got to think they 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 made the deal for for Colton Ellis at the draft, and to me, that was for fans in Charlottetown. That was the same kind of reaction to when Moncton got Rodrigue last june yeah. right it got the fans excited because they've got a number one goaltender and then for them for them to just say you know we'll just let it be uh i, I don't like i don't i don't like that I, I just don't like that direction they have to go for it and they deserve it you know it's 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 funny because they kind it's of funny because before before we saw uh, the tweet from uh, jerome go about Legari, right. i had in mind a charlottetown would acquire Legari and Maurice Altis from Bicamo. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. That would be that, I mean that would be pretty big. Or that would that would put them but over you, the top. But I think there's a Exactly. You know, there's there's a there's a certain defenseman from PEI that might that might look good in Charlottetown too. So, uh we'll we'll see where that goes. <laughs> huh. I wonder which one it is. I don't know. Who's who's a defenseman from 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 PEI? Uh Zach Bigger. Yeah, there, there you go. Bigger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I'm, you probably have some info. But ju- just for the fun of it, where do you think that Jordan Spence will end up? <sighs> I think it's Charlottetown, but it just—it almost seems like it makes too much sense for it to happen. Yeah, like, like yeah. to the point where you know, if you put it's too if the, perfect, yeah, if you put the GM hat on, you know, Richie's like, well, it's it's too perfect. So you know, I'm going to get what I want to get because you want to make this happen to Jim Holton. Right. So as much as that makes sense, uh, yeah, I, I just think it's, it's too perfect, but I think it does. It does make sense. Yeah. Before, uh, before the whole, a, uh, Ligare thing, I, I thought maybe him and Pelche reuniting in Valdor would be kind of another perfect scenario. Uh, but I don't think Valdor will have the assets to pull it off. If, if it's true, that Lugare is going there. My second pick would be Blainville, just because Blainville's stacked with assets. Like they have a lot of picks, uh, yeah. so that they're they're a team like with in terms of assets. You know they got, uh, you know they got uh, Fauchon they took in the first round. They got Schmidt they took in the second round. I think they have two first round picks in in twenty twenty one, two in twenty twenty two if I'm not mistaken. Um, so they're loaded. Like uh, in terms of assets, they've they've got some. And they've uh, only got two twenty year olds, right? Uh, but I know they have three. Three now, yeah. Do they have three now? And they got uh, Gravel. Uh, I like the cousin. Yeah, yeah, cousin. Whatever his name. That's is. what I was asking if they had two, because I mean, you go get Spence and Blainville, and then you go get Alexia Gravel. Yeah. There's your top goaltender. There's your top defenseman. Um, Cole can come back up to Halifax, and they've got assets to move. Just trade Gravel for Gravel. Well, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> just Halifax <laughs> just ships out the older Gravel, brings in the younger Gravel. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if that'll change because Halifax pretty happy with with I think Brady James has been super impressive for all the games he's been at this year. And uh, I don't know honestly, I think 
for from a Munkin standpoint, Blainville is my pick. Um, a dark horse, maybe Shakutami, if they decide to buy. <laughs> I was going to say that, like, I think if Shakutami do something, they'll have like a Spence. Yeah, yeah. But I just I. But what's up with Sherbrooke? Like, they're. Their, they, their they, goaltender they, is on his way to the World Juniors. They need Halavadas. Yeah. Halavadas. So <laughs> if he like, oh, and f- I mean, talk about being happy that they've only played five games because they're only five. They're not really that far out of this thing. But if they get Levi, are are they in a building? Say it right. Halavadas. Halavadas Javajis. <laughs> are they in a building mode? Like, is is Spence, you know, a package of Spence and Dau in in Sherbrooke nice? Hmm. Right. I don't know what they have though. I haven't. Because they're off to such a terrible start. Yeah. They've only played like five games. Five games. They're 0-5, and they're outscored 12, 12 goals for 27 uh, against. Well, it's kind of odd that they haven't scored like that many goals because they have some good players at all. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Sam Poulin, Xavier Parent, the, the twin brother Antille, they have Patrick Guy. They have some good guys, at, and they have three 20-year-olds at the back end. So they're just missing a goalie. That's yeah, Crazy, which, but that's a fact. He's on his way, and that's that's a pretty good oh, man. If if Lavajevich doesn't uh, doesn't show up, Sam Poulin in Charlottetown with Spence would be a pretty good oh. uh, pretty good ad there for for Mister Holton. Jeez, yes. And we still don't know what St. John's going to do. They're all the hype coming in. I I don't <laughs> I don't see them making a lot of moves in the you know for rounding out the division. I don't see them making. A lot of go for it moves. They're next year. Uh, it's, it's so hard, saying John. They have so many assets. They could go all in this year and get like three, three top guys, pretty much. Mm-hmm. But if they do that next year, they'll they'll start their rebuild. When they can add a couple of things this year and still be super good next year. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to manage it. I mean, Trevor Jordan will have to think about it really hard. Cause that, it was kind of a year for that core to do something, and they're I mean five, six, and three. They haven't really, and I can't remember who tweeted it out, but uh, one of them had an article that Victoriaville isn't even sure what they're going to do amongst this pandemic, being six and four. I still think the only two, there's only three real go for teams: Charlottetown, Valdor, um, and now I think Blainville. After talking to you, is one yeah. of the teams that will will make the push, oh, yeah. but. That's uh, it'll be a fun trade period, I think. Well, when we'll go when it started. Twenty <laughs> first, isn't it? Did it a date? I haven't seen a date anywhere. Well, we talked to. Uh, Guess we could have asked. Yeah. Well, Richie said that the when we were talking to Richie, he said that they're coming back. Uh, all the players are are set to come be back in Moncton on January third. You say? Yeah. January third, they're quarantined for two weeks. Uh, so that takes us to the what seven, thirteenth, seventeenth, and then yeah, seventeenth. Uh, yeah, he said yeah, seventeenth, and then you know five days of practice, and they're back on the ice for the twenty second, twenty third, maybe. Like that's that's over a month again before we're seeing hockey, and I mean, do our trade? Do you think trades going to be made? You know. I don't see what they should just keep it the way it is, because then you say, okay, well we we traded for this guy, let's bring him to town on January third, quarantine with his yeah. team, so then they're yeah. ready to hit the ice on the on the seventeenth with the rest. Yeah, right. The, don't just extend don't don't extend the trade period, 
make it the same way it is, and then bring them to town on book their flights to Moncton for or wherever they're going for January third, quarantine for two weeks, and then you you hit the ice as a as a full unit on the on the eighteenth. Uh, I just don't think it's I I just don't I don't like the idea of extending it into February. I just think keep it the way it is, right? Just whatever, open it this weekend like it normally would, and keep it open until. What is it, the Monday after the World Juniors? or Yeah, the, the World Juniors, the gold medal game is at uh, 7.30 Mountain Time on Tuesday, January 5th. So There you go. So you end it on at 1, 1 p.m. On, on Wednesday, January 6th. and That know, way you, your player's quarantining right? for at least a couple extra days for the guy you traded for. Jordan but, Spence can't be traded until that day anyway. Yeah. And yeah. Y- you say, okay, well, here you go, buddy. Thanks for coming out. You're flying from, you know, pack, hashtag pack your shit. And, uh, you know, you're flying from Edmonton to Montreal, right? And you're going to quarantine for two weeks and you're on the ice with their new team on the 20th and you play that weekend on the 22nd. Now, for all those of you who are like, where's, why would he fly to Montreal? You, you can figure out where he's going to go from Montreal. Well, I mean, he could fly from Edmonton <laughs> to Charlottetown. He could fly from Edmonton to Montreal and go to Blainville. There you go. Could go up to Valdor. Maybe he flies to Charlottetown. His parents bring him his meals at the hotel. <laughs> he just quarantines at his parents' house. There you go. It's too perfect. <laughs> Oh, man. It's going uh, ni- to be a weird but nice trading period to follow. To be honest. I mean, it's going to be like either super active or super calm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh... Well, it's like the, it was like the draft, right? Uh, some people were saying the draft was going to be quiet for trade. Some were saying it was going to be busy because it was all virtual. And then, um, you know, Valdor, Jules Courtois announces Valdor picking at eighth overall. And from the time he said that Valdor is picking eighth overall – to when the Pelche trade was announced, to when Moncton flipped that pick to Gatineau, it was 43 minutes. Oh, that was crazy. Yeah. Really? Oh, it was man. 43 minutes. Which is crazy because they knew about that trade beforehand. Yeah. Like, exactly. how do you not go, yeah. here's the trade, it's X, Y, and Z for X, Y, and Z, X is now on the clock. Yeah. Not 43 minutes later, but. Mm-hmm. All right, man, well, we got to let you get out of here. Um, I guess uh, – have a Merry Christmas. Have a Happy New Year. Where can fans find your seven different shows? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, everything is on YouTube. So either so La Route Junior or Brand Drosset Podcast. Uh, we're on Spotify, iTunes Podcast, Google Play Music. Uh, we'll make uh, one more show before the end of the year to talk about the World Juniors. And after that, uh, we'll start back once uh, everybody is back in business. <laughs> All right. So you're going to do an English episode with Jeremy and I? or? <laughs> <laughs> well, on the road to junior I would gladly do a Jewish show with you guys or the other one that's if Adam watched it he would say who's what's Jason's Titan <laughs> <laughs> Jason's Titan <laughs> oh, that's a good one I like that one I hate who's you both Jason <laughs> I hate you both have a good holiday buddy <laughs> Guys. All right, Merry Talk Christmas, later. buddy. Yeah, right, see, see ya. ya. <laughs> okay, bye. Uh, let's get to everyone's favorite time of the week. Eric Murray Realty. Buy a house from him. Stick tap of the week. So, again, uh, not very common uh, that the stick tap of the week goes to a uh, member of the Moncton Wildcats, but uh, I do want to give uh, this week's stick tap to number 21. Jordan Spence, uh, of course, being named to Team Canada's World Junior Team. Uh, quite a moment to uh, to see him, uh, and I guess all the players, uh, find out they made the team uh, over Zoom. 
uh, with their parents on the uh, basically their parents. That was pretty know. cool. Yeah. Uh, really, really good job by uh, by Hockey Canada there. Um, Jordan Spence is a. I mean, we've had a lot of good players uh, come through this organization in the last decade, uh, but he's the first, you know, drafted as a monk, drafted in the queue from the Wildcats to make Team Canada as a member of the Wildcats. Um, since Brendan Gormley, ironically enough, another PEI defenseman. Uh, so stick tap of the week to you, Jordan Spence. Uh, good luck with Team Canada. Uh, bring home the gold. And wherever you end up after Christmas, maybe bring home a Memorial Cup. Uh, but I like Pelche to win as well. So <laughs> maybe there could be two <laughs> Memorial Cup winners uh, this year. Uh, I just hope one of those two uh, finally get to lift it over the heads. So congratulations, Jordan, and also to you, Jacob. Um, you almost fell into this category but uh, as a drafted Wildcat, but unfortunately you were traded. <laughs> unfortunately, fortunately traded. The Merry Christmas to all of our – The Stick Tap of the Week, sponsored by Eric Murray Real Estate with the Remax Avante team. If you're looking to buy or sell a home in the greater Moncton or surrounding area, make sure to check him out on social media or give him a call at 506-863-8802. Well, uh, last week I gave the uh, Wildcat of the Week to, to Gabriel Forche, video game style. Uh, unfortunately, Moncton lost 7-3 to um, to, I can't even remember what his name was. For the Pete's, uh, Sean Spearing. Spearing. Yeah, Sean Spearing. So that Memorial Cup dream uh, came to an end. But So this week I'm going to give the Wildcat of the first half of the year uh, to a rookie that no one really saw coming. First two-time Wildcat of the Week award winner, uh, Vincent LaBelle. Uh, three goals, 10 assists, 13 points, third in uh, team scoring. He's just been, you know, Everything we needed and didn't know anything about. <laughs> Showed up, played well, played hard. Um, so, you know, like I said, we were talking about Loshing. We were talking about uh, LeBlanc. We were talking about all the rookies, and he just showed up as a free agent and uh, did his thing. Can't go wrong. Another uh, incredible find as a free agent uh, from our uh, Ontario Quebec scouts. Uh, he's my Bilodeau. Uh, I want to. Give a shout out to him. He's the one that brought, you know, Philip Doe to town. He's the one that brought Tristan DeYoung to town. Uh, now he's got us, you know, Vincent Bell, Connor Olson. This guy's doing a phenomenal job. Um, you know, we should almost give him a stick tap uh, one of these weeks. Uh, he's got to earn it, though. He's got to earn it. You know, he's he's got to. Uh, we'll see how these two play out for the rest of the year, yeah. and then we'll see if he earns it. Maybe maybe next year, if he brings a couple <laughs> more to Moncton uh, next year, we'll, I'll finally uh, uh, get him, uh, you know, get him the stick tap but uh yeah uh, these guys have been great incredible finds um you know it, it would it'd be great if, if vincent labelle could convince his brother to come to moncton twin brother um uh, be like the the new age sonyes but the uh you know the uh ottawa the ottawa twins uh but uh, i guess his brother's pretty uh pretty set on ncaa but we're happy with vince hey if you want us to give him a call just let us know we'll uh We'll give him a call and see that's if we right. can convince him. Yeah, we'll get him the gravy train. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, he's been almost a point a game, 13 points in 11 games. So um, that'll do it for us. Uh, finally closing the chapter on this 2020 year. Thank God it's over. Uh, that'll do it for our 
I don't even want to know what to say about this year. Finally, it's over. It's been a very weird year. Uh, major thank you to Jonathan Wah from Solarata Junior. What? I don't know. The podcast up in Bathurst. <laughs> That's right. And not Mark, the singer. Not uh, the singer. Uh, I got the singer right here. I'm about to close the show with a <laughs> a little bit of a, a little bit of a song. I'll let you close the show here in just a minute. Uh, as well as uh, Moncton Wildcats director of hockey operations, Richie Tebow. Uh, more, most importantly, we want to send a thank you to Santa Claus for joining us. Absolutely. Again, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, obviously it's his season's ramping up, getting ready to go. So for him to take a few minutes out of his day, um, again to all our listeners, supporters, have a very safe and uh, merry Christmas, happy holidays, happy Hanukkah, happy whatever you, happy Festivus, happy Festivus. Uh, we'll be back sometime in January. Uh, no idea when. Uh, the Wildcats get here January third. We don't know what the season will look like. Um, have a happy new year. Have a safe new year. Uh, wash your hands. Do everything you can. To all our guests from this past 2020 year, and again, to all of you for your support, thank you. Have a safe and happy holidays. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wildcast Podcast. Follow us on social media at Moncton Wildcast.